Hello, this is Marquita de Jesus, and this is a reading for Will Davis, born June 13th, 1985. So I'm looking at your chart and I'm noticing um, a lot of conjunctions, a little bit more than what I'm normally used to. I'm not quite that surprised because you do have a Gemini sign and Geminis tend to have more expansive charts just because it's the sign of the twins. So there's just a lot of duality with this sign. The interesting thing about you being a Gemini is that beyond your birth time, um, the Gemini influence isn't really anywhere in your chart. So you don't tend to have normal Gemini characteristics which is kind of funny because I think Geminis are one of those signs that tend to be fun-loving, kind of loud, very attention-getting, easy to get along with. Um, and not that you are in any of those things, but that's not necessarily what's most pronounced in your chart. So I'm kind of really excited to share this with you because I think a lot of this information might ring true. So your ascending sign is actually Scorpio, um, which I'm not sure like sure if you're aware of that. Um, so if you ever do horoscopes or anything like that, for most people, their ascending sign is uh, about the month that they're born or the month before or after. But for you, yours is actually Scorpio. Um, I think probably because of your birth time and your birthplace. So that would actually be the correct sign for you to look up um, for horoscopes. So Scorpio uh, ascendance, and you actually have Scorpio ruling your first house. Um, this just means that you have a really strong impression. Um, because of some of your influences in, in your natal chart, which is also Lilith and Pluto and Scorpio, they kind of create um, an image that actually doesn't necessarily reflect who you are. Um, so people could meet you for the first time and think you're a bit of a jerk <laughs> or have a completely different impression of you than what you mean to come across. Um, because of your work, I would just really encourage you. Um, you have a lot of mercury and moon energy in your chart. Really communicate as much as possible um, because there's a lot of energy that you're deriving from people. And you sort of put that back out there. So for example, if I were you with your chart and I was going into a space where um, I need to portray a certain character, there's a lot of natural energy that's going to come off of me. Maybe that energy says um, passionate, aggressive, um, you know, powerful but the role that, you know, I'm trying to come across is more um, emotional or sensitive. Because of that initial impression that comes off of me, um, it, it is almost more work for you to try to beat that impression. So you really want to use your mercury, which is your communication, um, 
and your ability to kind of be aware of what's happening on your face and raising your eyebrows and what shirt you're wearing and just being like really intentional about how you're coming across specifically in first impressions. Scorpio rising um, signs have very strong first impressions and people are not likely to change their minds after they have their first impression. So that's something that you may have encountered um, throughout your life up until now. So that's just something to be aware of. So I was saying also you have this moon energy. Your moon is conjunct in seven huge areas and with very important planets. Moon energy is your subconscious energy, meaning that as people talk to you, not only are you listening to them, but you're observing how they say it, their intention, you're intuiting them the entire time. And because you're a Scorpio sign, um, they don't necessarily know what to do with that energy. They can feel like you're judging them or that you're reading them and it can be an uncomfortable experience, but that's actually just like your natural way of being. So you kind of have to use your moon and your mercury energy together to come across a little bit lighter. And if you're observing that the people that you're interacting with maybe are picking up things from you that you aren't getting giving out, maybe making a joke about it or coming at it from a lighthearted way. So those are just some easy ways to kind of come across. But again, that's where that Gemini duality is kind of coming in in your chart. Um, it's, it's not really the way Gemini typically comes through. So it's interesting to see that. I'm also seeing, um, interestingly enough, something that I just read in another chart from another artist and performer, which I'm wondering now, is this a thing <laughs> among artists, but Aquarius uh, is ruling your fourth house, um, and this is just a signal to you that as a child, you would have felt um that home wasn't where you belonged and so and not in a way that was judgmental but in a way that was detached um so you didn't really judge the people who were around you but they didn't necessarily inspire you like you felt free from an early age to pursue your own path you didn't have to make up a lot of reasons for why you needed to do that. Some people feel like they have to do that if they have a different sign in their fourth house. But your fourth house is going to be your sign of what makes you feel at home. And so if you're an Aquarius there, um, your sense of home has a lot to do with ideals and what you think the world should be and how you feel like you should be able to actualize yourself in the world and you'll go to great lengths to pursue that um, and you're never really at home until you've met your ideals so if you sort of have this feeling like you're journeying or wondering it really is a natural part of who you are it might be very different from other people around you but it is um, an okay thing to feel as an Aquarius in fourth house. So one thing I'm not surprised at all about <laughs> is that Leo rules your 10th house. Your 10th house is your house of purpose. And in the Zodiac, the Leo is the performer. So a person who has a Leo ruling their 10th house is a performer. 
um, a politician, an orator, someone who has to derive their purpose from being publicly recognized or in public spaces. So hopefully this serves as just a confirmation of your path that you are totally wired, you know, from the moment of birth for exactly what you're doing. Um, and that you have these universal energies that are supporting that. Another thing that I want to add is that Virgo is ruling your 11th house. And so when that happens, Virgo is, you know, a very independent sign. But whenever Virgo is around the 11th house, it's letting us know that even though you might want to be very independent, relationships cannot be downplayed. So relationships are going to be an important part of your success. It's going to make you feel grounded in a way that you can't quite explain. And there's a lot in your chart that supports independence. Um, there's even a, a lot of Taurus energy, which I haven't touched on yet, that shows that you're going to have to learn some lessons the hard way. Like that's just kind of how you're wired. You're wired to get things done on your own. But here in the 11th house, um, you know, you have to remember that relationships are important. So those friendships, don't be too quick to end them or not call people back or not engage, even though you can kind of fool yourself into thinking that you're fine without that engagement. It really is an important part of who you are to focus on relationships that support you. Now, Virgo doesn't have time for anything that doesn't support <laughs> their their overall well-being. So um, this isn't just about stacking up relationships. It's just about building on the ones that are very valuable to you. So you have Libra ruling your 12th house, which is all about perseverance. So a lot of your life is going to be tied to your need to persevere, which is interesting because it piggybacks on that conversation that we had uh, just the other day. Perseverance is just a word where you're going to have to have patience, um, endurance. It's literally wired into who you are and the lessons you are learning. So um, hopefully this serves as a confirmation of what you've already been learning. So the biggest energy throughout your chart is Taurus. Um, you have Taurus connected to your moon, your Mars, your Lilith, and your north node. This just means that you are someone who has very strong opinions, um, but you're also loyal. It also is showing me that you can sometimes feel that your loyalty maybe is overlooked or undervalued um that is an idea that's not going to serve you so i would just encourage you to know that your loyalty um is a strength throughout your chart um, and your ability to be trustworthy and accountable and dependable will actually be what serves you in the long run um, the second largest influence in your chart is Cancer. Your Cancer is re reflected in Mars and Mercury. And so um, you can kind of come across as almost uh, aggressively emotional. Um, 
which is is interesting. So just be aware of how you're coming across and how you're expressing ideas. Um, But you have a way with words. So whenever you see Mercury combining with other energies, that's our ability to clearly communicate. And so Mercury in Cancer is a very effective um, communicator, of course, when it's not in retrograde. Right now, Mars is in retrograde. And so words are actually highlighted right now. So you have some time here. Mercury is going in retrograde here in a few weeks. So I would just encourage you to be aware of the next, I don't know, I would say 10 days of the words that you use and say, because you're probably going to be more effective at figuring out what you think and feel and expressing yourself in the next 10 days, maybe than you have all year. Once you figure that out, really allow it to engage you in action because Mars is also an action planet Um, because right now you're really being supported in the area of words and communication and expressing yourself clearly. The final thing I want to say isn't necessarily related to a current transit because that's how I normally end it. I know I just talked a lot about the, the next 10 days, but I wanted to encourage you in some other areas of your chart. Um, you do have a strong focus on work, but you have another big focus on like committed partnerships and that being really important to you. In fact, your Uranian energy and Neptune energy is built into your second house. Um, you also have some Sagittarius influence there in your second house. Because your second house is coming up a lot with some planets that have larger influence in your chart, and Sagittarius is ruling it, is showing me that, again, that's that weird Gemini energy where you may be convincing yourself around um, committed partnership that that's not necessarily something that is as important to you. But I'm looking at your chart, and I can tell that you have really high ideals almost to the extent that you have kind of created this world where there is this sort of perfect partnership. But I just want to encourage you that that may not play out um, as perfectly as you're imagining it, but it is still really important to you. So just making room in your life for those types of partnerships, um, however they appear, just being really open Um, Sagittarius is a loner and because it's ruling your second house um, I don't want you to find yourself in a space where you've convinced yourself that you're more of a loner than you actually are Um, because you do have um, some influences throughout your your chart coming up over and over again in the second house that wants to be a little bit more pronounced here and I can see that uh, Uranus and um, Neptune are also there. So it's giving you really, really high ideals, um, but it's not necessarily less important for that reason. I'm also saying in your chart that you're going to be really happy if you can be in a position where you're giving back and you're using your words to really give back. So whether that is being a part of a project where you're able to really express your ideals and not just have a job or using your platform as a way to really make a difference long term, maybe by having a foundation or um, 
giving a TED talk or working with a group of kids, um, whatever that looks like, that's also really important to how you're wired. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, I know right now, you know, we're kind of in a weird time with the pandemic and, you know, what happens next. But just remember, like, your natal chart speaks to the whole of who you are from the moment that you entered the planet. And so, you know, you're bigger than the last six months. You know, you're bigger than the last 30 years. And there's this trajectory that you're on. And I think it's just such a beautiful thing that you could see this trajectory literally from the moment that you were born. And so I just hope that this reading serves to encourage you um, about what's to come and that while your work is an important, important part of what's to come, there's still so much more to gain from your experience here on the planet.